Chapter three, tactically, a model for recovering credit and debit card failures. With our framework in mind, let's walk through the tactics used from the start of the credit card failure process to the end. For the sake of simplicity, we're gonna break this down into two major parts. A, before the point of failure, and B, the grace period after the point of failure. Note that none of these tactics will recover a bulk of your payment failures alone, but will need to be used in tandem with one another. To give you a sense of impact, we've labeled each title with a range of expected payments recovered. All of these are on an absolute basis. Keep in mind, though, that the actual results will vary depending on your vertical, your average revenue per user, location, etc. And also, a little bit of a shameless plug the sales folks are making us put in here, all of these are done for you and optimized continuously by our retention team for customers using ProfitWell Retain. Before the payment failure. Recovering failed payments begins before the credit card or debit card actually fails. This period is often called pre-dunning, and it involves a crucial couple of inches or centimeters to add to your credit card recovery repertoire. The two levers here are expiration tracking and at-risk monitoring. Expiration tracking, plus 3 to 10% in recovery. Perhaps easiest to implement is reaching out to customers who have cards that are about to expire and asking them to update their payment information. Do not reach out to these folks via email, though, unless you're going to do some of the more advanced tactics that we'll talk about in a second. Instead, use in-app notifications that start roughly 30 days before the charge that occurs and then go past the card expiration date. We want to use in-app notifications here because it's the minimum viable tactic to get the card recovered. The reason it's the minimum viable tactic is that email and SMS communication actually increase active cancellations by 11 to 18%. You're reminding customers a purchase is coming up, which forces them to rethink the purchase. And if your messaging is poor, which is most subscription companies, then you're going to end up increasing these active cancellations. In-app messaging targets them when they're actively using the product, which has a higher likelihood of recovery. And for some of you, not a ton of people are going to be logging in consistently, but again, it's a game of inches and any incremental people recovered is ultimately a win. Also, as a side note, in subscription e-commerce, there is a little bit of a caveat here. You legally have to send pre-shipping and pre-charge emails, at least in the United States, and it's a good practice everywhere. So you should combine that message with your expiration message in addition to in-app notifications. Now, to be clear, overall, I'm not saying you should fear emailing your customers. If you take the time to properly fix your messaging and build a data model to identify when and who you should be emailing, then sending an expiration email is a great idea. Yet keep in mind, you're probably not going to go through that work and that a good number of these expired credit cards are actually going to get updated by the processor, especially if they're Amex cards. As such, protect the experience and the churn by taking the lazier and effective option Again, unless you're going to do something more advanced. In terms of timing of in-app notifications, we recommend starting 30 days out, but make sure you have good snooze control. If someone snoozes or dismisses the notification, wait a week initially and then show it to them again. If they snooze again, wait three days. And if they snooze again, now go daily. Essentially, you want to get more aggressive as the 30 days comes closer using our doctrine of minimum viable tactic. At-risk monitoring, plus 5 to 10% recovery. If you don't have engineering resources or data chops to deal with credit card failures, then you can probably skip this section. For the rest of you, at-risk monitoring should be a tool in your toolkit for the pre-failure period. Depending on your business, you'll be able to study a good number of patterns within your data. 
You'll see anything from customers in Finland who have a 250% higher probability of getting flagged as fraud for U.S. companies, all the way to prepaid debit cards failing every X months. All circumstances will differ, but you should set up a model to study your payment failure codes and then use the in-app, email, and SMS instructions from the expiration point above to then recover more failed customers. At ProfitWell, we're sitting on the metadata from roughly 1.2 billion different credit cards, so we've modeled on a global, vertical, and individual level, and we're happy to chat through how we set that up if it's helpful for any of your endeavors.